We're back. Happy we're nine. We're back again. Welcome to Save Me a Seat Podcast. Two apps away from 11. I am Ben, Bob. Then I am Lissandro Paz. No, it doesn't, doesn't sound <laughs> Ben, <crazy>. Bob, and <laughs> Paz, Paz. Paz. Um, I'm Paz, Paz. Yeah, nice to meet you all. Um, we're back. Today, we will be talking about an interesting topic that we obviously have been spending a lot more time on recently, yep. uh, time on. especially in the last 18 months since we got to, you know, a, a level where we could springboard and do this uh, and start doing this stuff. What topic but, is that? Uh, the topic is, starts with hiring. Oh, shit. And it ends with hiring. So oh. we're talking about hiring. Um, and we're the probably, people. probably going to talk about uh more about when you should start hiring from an entrepreneur's perspective, but we'll also touch on, you know, uh, as an employee, like what we look for and what entrepreneurs should look for. And then hence, you know, the skills and the the attitude that you should, you know, bring to your interviews and bring to the workplace in general. Yeah. Because I know, I know for a fact that we've got some unbelievable case studies here of people that have done tremendous things in the last 18 months since or 12 months since they came into the business and yep. um so we'll try to put two hats on uh, the hat of the employer and the hat of the employee correct we will we will try we'll, we'll see try. how we go because obviously um we, we get tangany and then yeah, it we just get gets all commingled in can itself I just, like like bs yeah we, we do can i just begin like a bit of a preface go on uh when it comes <laughs> to hiring especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're you're hiring people my concept and i know it's your concept as well and and why we believe it is so important to make sure that you're hiring properly and why you spend so much time doing it. It's because you're really, once you know what your long-term goal is and the long-term vision of your brand or your business, to take time with your hiring process because you need to preserve the, the, the team you have and the people you have within the business to reach that goal and that vision. It is as simple as that. We were having a discussion with someone in our, our team yesterday. We had our one year, one year review and we were t- telling him exactly like because how, how well that he was doing. That guy doesn't listen to this and, pod because he doesn't give a shit about what he, he won't give a shit about it. No, but we were, we were telling him that like how how <laughs> our job is to preserve the team and to just build and and slowly build on on the special uh, work that we're creating and the, and the environment that, we, that we've got. And that should be everyone's objective when hiring. That's agreed. Just, that that that's just what I wanted to preface before agreed. we began. It just popped in my head. Sorry about the warehouse door opening. The boys are here doing doing replenishment oh, at this fuck. warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Orders need to go out, Paz. Orders need to go out. No, joking, but we I'm will joking. keep going because the show freaking always rolls on. Exactly right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And like the other thing that <clears> comes to mind with the with the old preface that you just said is, in 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 my opinion, as we move forward in time and how I envisage companies in the future they're more social groups of people working and collaborating together Mm. in my opinion than like hierarchical structures and i'm i I don't know if i'm just living in a fallacy fake world utopian sort of person but i truly believe that the people you should work with for the most part it's not always going to happen because your strike rate can't always be 100 Mm -hmm. but for the most part you form friendships with the people that you work with. Yeah. Like I absolutely love it. I genuinely love coming to work, giving everyone a hug in the morning, Mm -hmm. having a little chat with them, speaking to the boys, speaking to the girls, like figuring out what everyone's been doing because it basically feels like I'm still at school when you used to go into the 
dorm area or the canteen area and you just talk. Hanging out with mates. Hanging out with mates. Yeah. And I, I think there's something powerful for your for your mental health and your physical well-being to be able to get that positive atmosphere of always seeing yeah. people that you like being around. Like you don't want to be around people that, you know, don't, help you improve or don't bring out the best in you. Yeah. No, I, you hit the nail on the head there. If there's one piece of advice that people can take out of this, it's to make sure or to try look for people that you think in 10 to 20 years time, you can invite them to your house and have a barbecue. Like yeah. that, that, they're the sorts of people you want to look for. Now, obviously the work and, and the work, the work itself is, is, is another topic entirely, but at the very core, if the person aligns with you and you can spend ample amount of time with them, you're, you're already halfway there because Agreed. the other stuff is just really teachable. Agreed. But I mean, like we, uh, there's the old saying, uh, higher on attitude rather than, well, what is it? Sorry, it's, uh, I can't remember. I've got, <laughs> wait, I've got, got a mental break. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I just went into it and I'm like, fuck, I don't even know it. Higher on attitude. Teach everything up. Teach everything, everything else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there was always going to be a, an element that you're going to be so you want to hire an attitude, but the, the the role or the job that you're looking for, you're obviously going to have prerequisites of, of yeah. a certain level of skill anyway. So that's going to basically aid you in your in your pursuit to find the right people. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I need a I need a graphic designer, and you just go out and look for a, a personal trainer. Like yeah. it's just not like that. You're just gonna, you're you're going to go out and look for a graphic designer, and then look in the pool of graphic designers, yeah. and then pick out the one that you think exactly what we've just been discussing. Well, so let's, 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 let's dive into that. Uh, not the graphic designer part, but the, uh, like, when do you know you need to hire or like, when do you know, let's start with that first. When do you know you need to hire? You asking me? I'm asking you. Or do you want to, yeah. Do you no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm happy to answer. Go brother. On, I'm happy to answer. <laughs> Throw in the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. Um, I think there's, there's, there's another thing that, well, another thing that we should say before we say, so the question is when you should start hiring and it's the answer is when you physically or mentally, no, but physically don't have enough hours in the day <coughs> to be able to uh, provide consistent output to the business that you would want to in the tasks that you're doing. Mm. That's how I see it. I don't know if that made sense, but I hope it did. Um, so basically... Where of, where of the ilk that you should learn all of the skills or as many of the skills, and we've said this in a previous pod, learn all the skills yourself so that you can, you know, be or have a touch point with as many facets of the business as possible. And then obviously as time goes on and the business starts growing, you need to let go of some of those because you just don't have enough time to do it. Yep. What you, you and we've been in this boat, we know when we don't have enough time to do shit. Yeah. We discuss this all the time. And that is the perfect time to start hiring for me. Yep. That's just how it is. You feel it. You feel it in your stomach. You're like, I yeah. cannot provide any more to this business to take it to the next level. Yeah. We need to get people to come in and do roles, specialized roles or multidisciplinary roles to be able to drive the business forward. Yeah. And that's how I feel every entrepreneur should judge like who they should get, what they need, and then how many people they need, what type, what type of, you know, role that they should give up first. Like it all comes down to what we are confident, most confident in. Like mm -hmm. let's just say 
uh, trying to trying to give an example. Like, let's just say we're um, we're EE, right? And you're like some freaking mathematician. You're an actuarist. I'm a math. You, you, you're really good with numbers. Like, yep. w- we wouldn't hire an accountant first because you're just an absolute wizard in maths. Yeah. We would hire something that we're deficient in. But I still think that you should, as the owner, should know about that facet of the business. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I'm getting at. Um, I think, yeah, I think you should hire when your gut tells you you should hire. Yeah. And not before then, because then you could be making a mistake. No, I agree. And I think, look, if if you're an entrepreneur, I do believe, (laughs) I do agree with you that most entrepreneurs, if you're really embedded in your business, you will inherently, like your gut will tell you when you know that it is time. But if you do not get that feeling, I think uh, a good strategy that people could use is grab a piece of paper and write down everything that you are doing in your business and almost list from one to whatever, what your highest leverage, the highest leverage use of time is. So you list them all down, go from one to whatever, or you, I would say, yeah, just list them to one to 10 and start going like, all right, well, what, what do I want to do? And what can I see the business growing most with me spending that most amount of time? As in like and you're listing your most every, valuable correct. assets that you can bring to the business. Your from, most, as in like what you're doing right now, yeah. if you're doing everything, yep. list all, list it all down. What do you want to keep continue spending time on, and what do you what do you provide most leverage? What is the highest leveraging task Correct. that you do? And then those small leveraging tasks, they're the ones that you or not. I want to call it even uh, even call it small leverage. Just uh, tasks that you know that you should be spending less time on. Uh, that is just a small way, especially when you first started. In our case, it was you know well pickpacking. Uh, pickpacking we used to do all the time, but it was well we need to try and find other people that can try to do pickpacking. We can spend more time on other things like actually creating content and, and designing products and all those sorts of things. So I'd feel like that's a very simple way to figure out uh, what you shouldn't be doing exactly and what right. you can get. And, but then the same concept that you just said uh, still applies, which is you still need to be able to uh, do that task fully and understand it fully to then teach someone else and be able to uh, ensure that they're doing it properly. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, you, you don't, just because it's a task you don't want to do or you find it small, low leverage doesn't mean that it needs to be, it doesn't need to be you know, taken care of. So that, that goes hand in hand with you being able to do everything because yeah. you can always slot in there and lead from the front as well and show everyone one, how you could train them. Yep. So you show them how to do the stuff, but you can always plug in and help them if they're really busy and under the pump. And I absolutely love that. Like we, we have a mantra here that every sale period, every EFE and every, every Black Friday, shop the EFE sale. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> it's going to be it, it probably in the past. Anyway, um, every sale period, we sort of plug in and, and fill gaps like cement <coughs> between bricks. Yep. Um, if anything's needed uh, out in the warehouse, we will be out there to make sure to our best of a like obviously we have other tasks as well, but we will try and be out there to help the guys out there um, as much as possible. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I just feel good about knowing that you can slot in and help every single or as many people as possible within the business. Obviously there's some skills that we just aren't good at um, now because we've got, gotten so far, but we can sort of slot in and and lead from the front and, yeah. and lead – by example, which which I love. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if we just hired a full team from the very start because we wouldn't have been building out the processes 
and the processes are what drive a business forward. And the processes, like we, we talk about not being hierarchical and stuff. The processes, um, in my opinion, should come from the founders or the CEO or whatever. And once they're implemented, they should basically become a piece of parchment that everyone can follow, even yeah. if the founders leave. So the business can drive forward. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that, that, no, that yeah, that should no, no, probably no, and come that from is us. Very, that is very important early on because I think people can fall under the trap, and I think we fell, fell under this trap when we were uh, just starting off with our hiring process uh, back a couple of years ago. Is that you fall in the process of being like, oh, thank fuck, we finally got someone to do that. Now I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but the the reality is that's not the truth. You get that person, but you need to still guide like you said, guide the processes and set up the um, the systems. But you need it needs to come from you because yeah. if it hasn't come directly from the founder, then how are you going to be able to monitor it? Exactly right. If that person comes in and you're like, yeah, just go ahead, go do it. Exactly right. And, and, and that's the, that's a key uh, detail that a lot of entrepreneurs uh, don't understand probably when, when just hiring. Yeah. When they first begin hiring, you start to realize that after a while. You're like, wait, my, like I'm still doing a lot. I'm still in all this, and 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 it's it's kind of probably still stressing you out as it was before you hired this person because you're like oh, I can't wait to finally not have to worry about this anymore, uh, and you realize that's not the case. So exactly right. that's a very key ingredient to that, and and it's something that just people just fall into that that trap. Yeah, I feel like a good analogy for it. If you're hiring people and you're just letting them be free, come in and do this. And they're just going and then it's almost like they're in a maze and they can just hit dead ends. But when they hit the dead end, they just need to turn backwards. And then obviously that leads to potential regression. Whereas if you set up the processes, there's less chance of system fail. I'm just thinking about like systems failing, mm -hmm. like systemic problems that can arise that you actually can't come back from. Yeah. For example, like let's just take the pickpacking example. Let's just say we we in 2016 we were decided like, nah, you know what? Fuck this. Whenever whenever pickpacking, whenever doing warehousing and logistics, we're gonna do a three PL. We're gonna sign up with some warehouse and they're gonna do all the pickpacking for us. They're gonna do everything. Yuck. What about when you get to a stage where like you're growing so rapidly that that th that three PL maybe one of the dead ends <laughs> they can't actually service you anymore, or you have a falling out or uh, it's not profitable to do that anymore. There's a whole host of reasons why it, it may not work, mm -hmm. but you don't have this like the skills or the know-how because you've never done it before because you've never you've never put the time into learning those processes that need to be built to be able to pivot and be agile and move towards you know like an in-house pig packing system, for example. And this is built from the from the front, built exactly from the right. front, built from the, the as the, from the founder. Exactly right. Uh, so I agree. And um, I think we've covered, but do you want to keep touching on when? Because we're still- No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. You're when. happy with that? Um, when is when is whenever you think is right, but like hold on for as long as possible is my advice because, yeah, you'll know when it just, you burst. Yeah. And when you burst, you get, yeah, you hire. That's my opinion. Yep. Again, hiring slow though. You don't want to make a rash decision and freaking- you're like, fuck, I, can't, I just can't do anything. I'm, I'm working 70 hour weeks. I just need to get someone in and you hire someone within two weeks. Like you still hire slow and yeah. pick the right person. Yeah. And that that leads on to how you should find the right people. Exactly I right. Because I was going to say, um, like, how do you know if someone is good? Yeah, like how, what to look for? 
uh, that was going to be my next question. And for me, uh, it does tie into making sure, well, as your job as an employer is to make sure that you are taking your time with this. And at the start, and especially when we started, we were not entirely sure who to look for. Yeah. Uh, but what we were doing, which now I look back and, and I think we did it correctly, is we were just trying to find people that aligned with us. Yeah. And obviously you're not going to get it right all the time, but uh, we just followed our gut. And I think a good advice, piece of advice is if this person aligns with you and you can have a, have a nice lunch with yeah, you can sit down at lunch with them and you can enjoy uh, a conversation, then you're already, high. like I said before, you're halfway there. Yeah. Because, uh, again, when you combine that with teachability and willingness to learn, you really, uh, you're like, you're, you're, you've almost hit a home run because uh, that's they're, they're the main things. It's just getting being, being able to get along with someone and the willingness to learn. Yeah. I, I guess my piece of advice in terms of how to find the right person, and there is a skill to being able to interview like it, when we start interviewing, we're like, well, what do we do? What do we say? How do we yeah. freaking ask these pe- people, ask these people questions and stuff like that? My advice, having been through it for a few years now, is, and this, still or straw this, if if you agree with this, but I absolutely love, in an interview, we lay it all out. We wear our heart on our sleeve, and we sell the vision of EE yeah. to whoever is coming in. This is where we're going. This is how we want to get there. We need the bus. We need the people on the bus. We need to get the right people involved. We're going for it. We're going for legacy brand. We want to be X, Y, Z in the future. And then from there, you can see the twinkle in their eye if they reciprocate that, you know, that excitement. I'm getting excited talking about it right now. And that's how I feel like you know if that person personally is, is the right person because if they're excited about it and like, they're jumping out of their seat or they're asking more questions about, you know, how we plan to get there or they're really intrigued by it. I feel like that's the sort of person that's going to buy into the overall vision. Whereas if you ask mundane questions about where did you work previously? What did you do there? Like they're they're all good questions, but to ask if this person fits our vibe, I feel feel like we should start, like you as the entrepreneur should start Lay it all out to them. Wear your heart on your sleeve and see if they reciprocate. Yeah. What do you think? No, no, I, I completely agree like with that. that. I, I know that's completely uh, correct. I actually just reckon that's even more on our end in terms of recruiting because in my opinion, if you really want to incentivize someone to come here or yeah. persuade them, if you let's just imagine you're you're looking for a high, high skilled, high value position and this person's in demand everywhere. I believe if you the, the way you're going to get this person is through your vision, through your mission, through explaining what the long-term goal is as a as a business and as a brand because that's what's going to entice someone and that if that incentivizes someone to join, you have the right person because if someone is um in it for the wrong reasons. In or- it for the wrong reasons. Like if if they're in it because oh you know I, I, like I can work from home five days a week. I can do this. I can do that. Look, I can do this. And yep. it's all about the extras about the job. I personally don't think that's the right reason. Uh, it's it's not a long term solution. And it's it, this is why I think it's more recruiting because you're trying to sift those people. So as an employer, you're trying to figure out like is this person here for the long term? Yeah. Or is this guy? Is this he or she here just to like to to kind of 
take the what's the right word I'm using uh, looking for here? All the added benefits. Yeah. Like, oh, the benefits of being here. Look yeah. at what the benefits are. Look at the benefits. It's like the extras in your health cover. Correct. It's like that. Like, <laughs> is is that the real reason why? So yeah. that's why I, I think it's more of a recruitment. Um, and we've seen think- both sides. Like, I, I know we've spoken to people in the past that have just been so not mesmerized, but excited by our vision and how yeah. we say it. But I. In my opinion, like I don't want to, you know, toot our own horn, but we genuinely think what we say. Yeah. Like I'm not fucking selling some fallacy fake vision. I genuinely think this is where we are now. This is where we want to get to. And this is how we're going to get there. Exactly. Are you on board or not? Exactly right. Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. No, but I, I completely agree with you. And that is how you should be able to entice people to come into your to your brand. Not about the all the added benefits about coming. If you're starting to, to, to throw that, hey, you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. Like you, you, that's the wrong reason. You're going to attract the wrong person. Yeah. So that is a very that that's an extremely key uh, transition in the way you should do the interviewing process and the just general hiring process. Because um, uh, the other thing that that we look for in uh, I mean, when I do the hiring, it's sometimes if you're looking for the right person, it's just see how well they can elaborate their their the questions you have for them and just try facilitate conversation. By facilitating conversation, conversation, you'll be able to know within a 10, 15 minute period, like, can I hang out with this person? Yeah. At, at the very core. You're the talking very, about general, general, general person. You, we want to get a new person in the warehouse or something. Sometimes it's just like, uh, go, tell us. Oh, what, what, tell us, what do you do? Explain it. What are your interests? Enjoy. And, and then just elaborate. And, and what? And what? And the what? Tangent. And what? And then just let them go. Like at the end of the day, for me, I, I think the hire, like the actual um, interview, they can tell you all the questions or you can, they can answer all the questions that they want. Even if they don't answer them like yeah. exactly how you want it. It's more about the conversation itself. Agreed. And this is the piece of advice we can give to the employee. Like as an employer, we know that anyone can say, anyone can come into an interview and say, I'm punctual. I'm a hard worker exactly right. <coughs> and I'm teachable. Yeah. Like those are three things that you can just say because they're just words. Yeah. But what you can't do is sell yourself as a person because- if the interviewer is good at what they're doing, yeah. they should be able to facilitate uh, a conversation where they can dive deeper into what you think about, you know, your emotions and what you think about what you're doing with your life and where you want to go and how you want to progress and yeah. just things about alignment between the business and the potential employer. Yeah. So that's what I would focus on going into an interview. Like you tick off those things. Yeah, I'm punctual. I'm, you know, I've got skills. I've got the experience, whatever. But then to really put yourself ahead of everyone else, I would focus on making sure that you can speak about what you want and what you want to be in the future on a deeper level, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Like deeper emotionally. Um. And, and and to be able to facilitate the conversation to get to that yeah. realization for the employer to realize that you're the right candidate. And really. this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be charismatic because people, no, no, no. people might um, misconstrue strew the, what the message we're saying and say, well, I'm not that good at, you know, being very uh, creative with the way I say things or, or being I'm not the most charismatic person. But – it, that doesn't that doesn't mean uh, you cannot do well in an interview or you can't uh, it, like you can't do what we've just what what we have just explained. Um, I do agree that like if if you have charisma, 
there is a better likelihood of, of being able to, to spice up your interview and then, you know, to get to the next stage. And that's why if you're on the employer, as an, as an employer, to just look out for and to make sure that once you know or once they've started or once they've gone through that interview process to maybe have some sort of trial process where you see like, okay, well, this person's interviewed really well. Let's just see how the the, the actual work itself goes and um, are they there for the right reasons? Because, again, the ultimate question is, is this person here for the right reason? And and that is the the sifting process behind why, uh, one, it takes so long and, and why this it, it can be so difficult and, and such a headache because uh, it's difficult to find those people. It, it's like hard Agreed. to identify off, you know, just an interview. Agreed. Agreed. That's that's the un- underlying underlying uh, question to, to it all. It's, well, can this person stay long-term and do they want to be here and, and grow the business like, like we want? Agreed. Alignment. I will touch on, you said something about charisma and, and needing charisma. I feel like if you aren't, the sort of person who can sell a, a pen to anyone on the street and like you don't have that level of charisma, I wouldn't be worried because at the end of the day, I feel like the onus is on the employer to be able to once again sift through the right questions and get <coughs> to the destination of the reciprocity from the interviewee. But do you reckon like all the employers have that same, like this is just, sometimes you, for they, me, they might be scared that yeah. like, the employer might be like, oh, I just need someone that, you know, if they're like, I just want to be able to relate to them, have a conversation. But if they're inherently kind of more intrinsic, they might be like, ah, I just couldn't get along with him. But mm. really all it is is he's just really nervous and he's not as charismatic as uh, the, but, the, the person that's just interviewed. Yeah, but wouldn't that be, so like wouldn't that be on the employer, not the employee? Because if the employee... Agreed. truly is the right candidate, it's up to the employer to ask the right questions and prod the right way to get to a point where they don't have to be comfortable, but they're showing that little glimmer of mm. this is the right person. I agree. I agree. It is down like to the employer. The employer, the, the skills of the employer to have a 15-minute, almost like a speed dating session with one person to work out if they're the right fit yeah, well, is a freaking hard skill to like, learn. Essentially what, you're, you, what you've found is – a, a diamond in the rough that yeah. you, you might have, you might, if you can't identify or find a way to, to at least get a glimpse of what you could have. Exactly right. Then, um, yeah, it's down to the employer for not being able to, to tap into that. Yeah. That might be the hardest person, hardest working person in the room. Yeah. And you just didn't want to give them a chance based on being monotone or dry or shy. Yeah. Fuck that. That's but- your mistake as the employer in my opinion i completely agree obviously that's that's it's a two-way street and like not every employer is going to be the best freaking interviewing employer in the world but yeah but that's why you that's why in our opinion it's more it's more than just asking the questions yeah and answering the questions and it's it's about just stimulating a conversation and finding a way to to tap into the the person that's behind the interviewer, correct? Which is it, at the end of the day, when you're an employee and you you care about a role, like the reality, the other reality is like the more you care, the more nervous you're going to be. The more yep. nervous you're going to be, if you're not charismatic, the harder it is uh, harder it is going to be for you to come out and be yourself. How many people have we hired that 
when they interviewed were shit scared. And I'm talking about shit scared where they had freaking sweat under their armpits and like, <laughs> like if that person knows who, who that is, if, if, nah, if nah, they, they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't. Uh, like, um, anyway, like they're just <laughs> extremely, extremely um, nervous about being there. That should be a good sign. That As is a good an employer, sign. if you see that, you tick, 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 tick. Cause while like this, this person, person cares, this person cares. Exactly this person right. cares and they're, they're really nervous about this. Let's just try see how we can help him or her in this situation. Again, yeah. that comes down to the skills of the employer. <laughs> That's what I've just realized in this last half an hour. There we go. Man. This is why we do this podcast. Yeah, exactly right. We learn ourselves. <laughs> you, need a, you need to be a good interviewer as an employer. And the other thing you said is it's not hiring, it's recruiting. Yes. Recruiting people into our our squad. Yeah. And this is why, sorry on to recruitment. Yeah, go, I go. apologize for anyone that works in recruitment as well. And you can just take this with a grain of salt because what do I know? But this is why I don't think we will ever use a recruitment agency. It's because how, what do they know about our, our values and what we, what we look for mm. and our vision like that. It's, you can't outsource that. Why would you try outsource that? I think, yeah, I think what would happen is they would bring you 10 and then they would present you the best 10 skilled, but you would still interview them. That okay. would be our well, process. So. Again, I've never worked Surely with a they don't just agency. bring you the person and say, here you go. Remember, we've been, do they do that? we've been approached a couple of times and they're just like, give us, tell us what you need. And then we'll uh, uh, start looking for it. Tell nah. us, you know, the, the sort of JDs that you want. Not for me. Like, not for me. I if it's like that, not for me. I, I can't see. Sorry. So look, I'm not going to, you know, rub off on a different, uh, like, you know, I shit, don't think it is like industry. that though. Okay. I don't know if it is. That's but, it. We'll just leave yeah. it at that then. Anyway, recruiting is an extremely uh, important situation uh, topic and which is why we agree that you should take your time with it and identifying when you need someone and what role you need. Again, it's something that you need to look intrinsically and almost do like a bit of a uh, an audit on what you're doing. It's genuinely an audit. Sometimes like, okay, well, if you're here by yourself and you're doing everything, audit all your tasks and try another way of looking at it is figuring out like what you believe your hourly rate to be mm -hmm. and finding your hourly rate and anything that's below your hourly rate, maybe try to find a, a, a replacement there. So then you can focus on things that reflect your hourly rate. Um, but yeah, that's really, really what I've got for you, Bob. Love it. I absolutely love it. I think we had some gold nuggets in there. I hope we had some gold nuggets. I want nuggets now. Yum. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, well, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> Um, did you we'll want see. to touch on anything else before we left or? No, I'm happy. Are you happy? I'm happy, man. I'm happy. I'm very happy. We're just breezing these out. I love it. I absolutely love it. F9, F10. We're getting to double digits next next time and we'll see you all there but, and we but, love you very much. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.